Coming up on the program, we've got a couple of Canadian broadcasting legends standing by. Rod Black, Ken Shaw. We're doing a Masters preview. Joe Tilly's great Canadian sports show. Come on up! And welcome to the program. We are bringing back two of everybody's all-time favorite guests. Let me introduce them to you. First of all, we have a native of Winnipeg who has hosted four Olympics for CTV over a 37-year broadcasting career, hosted Raptors and on the NBA, Raptors and the NBA, former CFL play-by-play voice, TSN golf announcer, host of international hockey. He also called curling and, of course, was a voice of figure skating in Canada for many years. He is now the brand ambassador for North Star Bets, Rod Black in the house, and a native of Ottawa. Started as a reporter at CFTO back in 1979. He quickly moved to the anchor desk, anchor of Toronto's most watched news in parts of six decades. Named Canada's best news anchor at the Canadian Screen Awards, honorary chief of the Toronto Police Service, past director of Variety Village. Chair of the Ability Center, numerous other charities, a member of the Order of Ontario, and a hell of a golfer. Ladies and gentlemen, Biggest welcome. Biggest sandbagger ever. <laughs> Did you not put that on there? Biggest sandbagger ever. The best 36 handicap I ever met. Shoot 76 every time. Love Ken Shaw. The, yeah, only reason, yeah, yeah. the only reason you lost that day was because you were on the phone the whole time doing interviews yeah. about your son, Tyler. Yeah, yeah. No kidding. Right? Oh, that was fun. Listen but, to Ken Shaw. The, there he goes. Oh, yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. I can't get there in two. Oh, wait. I got there in one. Yeah. Hey, wait a minute. Before we get started, Joe... Since uh, yeah, 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 since Rod yeah, yeah. is you know a, a, awake at this time of day and uh, ready to go, let's ask him about Tyler because he went out to Arizona. How is he doing? Um, I think you're breaking yeah. up a little bit. Uh, he's doing great. Yeah, he's down in Arizona with the Brewers. Uh, got a chance to get in a game, a uh, big league game. It was a thrill for him, obviously. And you know, it's it's a grind. You start as a minor league player. Played a little bit with Carolina last year with the Mudcats, but he's getting some reps. Uh, I love it as a dad, and I know uh, my wife Nancy loves it as a mom uh, when we get to go down to Arizona because yeah, we get to see the kid play baseball. But guys, you know what Arizona is about? Golf. Golf. And I, I yeah, gotta yeah, tell yeah. you, something. I'm a Florida guy, Kenny. I know you're in Florida. I love yep. Florida golf courses, but I will tell you, I am in love with Arizona golf. There is so much golf there. It is crazy how many great golf courses you can play. So it was good to get down there and uh, and uh, and watch him play and, and, and of course, swing swing the sticks. Yeah, I, I've been well, down to Arizona. The golf to, is pretty, uh, pretty inexpensive there, too. Yeah. I've been down to Arizona five times playing golf, but still the highlight would be watching Tyler. You got to see yeah. him in action. He's an infielder, right? Yeah, yeah. It was it's and, really cool. And he's got a uh, he's he's not a, a long ball hitter per se, but he's got a great average history. Yeah, 
Yeah, he, yeah, he can. He's got power too. He's got a little pop. So it is neat though when you you see like we've talked before. I, I, I talked to you guys the day out of the hours. Yeah. After the draft, what <laughs> a party going on back there uh, during. I think it was a pandemic ago that I talked to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it was uh, it was thrilling then, and then I would tell you as a parent, it's more thrilling. But it's it's work. It is work. I mean, you know, it's thrilling as it is. You go there, and these guys grind, grind it out. I, you know, wherever it is in Florida or in Arizona, professional baseball players, you guys go to spring training, and you think, you know, we go as fans, and we go and watch, and then you know, we kind of get put the copper tone on, and you know, have a few beers and a hot dog. These guys work, and they work. They're up at six. They work all day. They're done at three. They have no. I even asked them, "Do you get to golf?" No, no, Dad. I'm working. And so uh, it is kind of cool. You know, it's still a couple of years, really, from, you know, a real get a chance to, to get to the big leagues. But, you know, he's on a good path, and he's with some great good people. And I will tell you another thing. Even though I'm a Blue Jay guy and an Expo guy in my heart, I have become a big Milwaukee Brewers fan. They are a phenomenal organization, and they treat everybody like family. And I love their colors yeah, because I you. And that blue and gold resonates right now for all of us. Good for you. Well, Good you know, I, I know the, he he drafted as a second baseman, but for what I understand, he's getting a look at third as well. Is that is that yeah, the case, right? Yeah, yeah, we were. Yeah, I think I think honestly, he looked. He played third yesterday for the Brewers against the Giants, and he played well there. And you know, again, I'm just a dad. I mean, as a sports guy, as an observer, I would like to see him there just because I think he's got a great arm. Uh, mm -hmm. But at the same time, I do think that we. Um, I, you know, wherever he plays, I think any any player switches positions. I go back to the Blue Jays. You know, this is many years ago when they had this prized outfielder. And he was a hell of an outfielder who became Dave Steed. You know, uh -huh. he changed positions. But I think you're right, Joe. I think he, I think he, could, he could profile as a third baseman. Well, that's pretty awesome. And, you know, watching him getting the spring training game for the Brewers, that's pretty exciting stuff. I mean, can you catch the feed at home? Yeah, so that's the good thing. So it's crazy. We were there for a week, and, you know, you kind of wait. And they don't tell you if you're playing in a big league game or not uh, with the big team because you're playing the minor. The minor league teams play. There's four of them. They play every day as well as the big league team. And it's kind of funky. You kind of have to find where they're going. And, you know, they're playing maybe in Goodyear or somebody's playing in Maryvale or in Tempe or Mesa. So you have to travel around. And then the big league club doesn't tell you uh, as a minor league player until really the n late night before or early morning, they just kind of tell you you're playing with a big league club. So we had left, unfortunately. So we had to watch it on television last night. So it was pretty exciting to, you know, to see your kid. I I'm, I'm a baseball sports announcer. And then, you know, all of a sudden. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And, I, and here's the other one. I used to do minor league games, spring training games for the Blue Jays. And now I know how the parents of those players felt when Pat Tabler or Joe Carter or whoever was in the booth with me. We just, you know, once the big leaguers were out, we kind of just kind of had fun in our broadcast. You know, did a lot of interviews and things like that. Well, because the minor league guys are on. Now, I, I don't want to hear that. I want to hear about my... my... <laughs> stop, stop interviewing that star. I want, I want, it, you know what? It's, it's, all, it's all good. It's kind of cool. Good for him. Well, you know, Rob, since the, since the last time we talked to you, you've had a bit of a career change. Uh, first of all, are, are you happy with it, how it all went down? Are you okay with how it all went down? And the second part of the question is tell us about North Star Bet. 
because this is a new thing you're involved in. Yeah, I mean, it's not a, it's not a full time, and I, I think the the word was retired, never retired. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I got a, you know, I'm, I am eighty five, but it's, it's, you know, yeah, pretty good well. You know, so it's like, uh, no, it's it's it is what it is. I mean, I I I got a part time Uber driving gig. Um, I'm I'm also a cat <laughs> on weekends. And uh, Joe, I will be down in Mexico soon to uh, pack your bags. That's how it works. Uh, but this is a real cool uh, endeavor and uh, fascinating uh, direction. Uh, we've known what's what how sports gaming has become. Uh, prolific throughout North America, throughout the world. And I, I'm excited to be part of the, the Toronto Star family, the North Star family. I get a chance to do some writing for the star. I'll get a chance to do some feature work. I've done some stuff already, which I love. I love sports, quite obviously. And then to help out with North Star. To, and and I, trust me, I'm as you could tell by my picks, I'm not the best inside gambling guy because I do go on long shots a lot. Uh, but I'm there for sports content and we're there to help with features and to help people determine the directions they want to go. Um, I'm excited about it. It's uh, again, I, I know I'm going to be doing other events and games and broadcasting again, other games with other entities, um, some south of the border, but this is a real cool thing to be part of. And um, I guess I'm kind of like the, the, the Fred Van Vliet, you know, he, he bet on himself and now, I'm betting on myself with North Star bets, so I'm really looking forward to it. The undrafted superstar, Kenny. Uh, it's uh, how are you enjoying the retired life? You're in Florida. Life is pretty good. Yeah, life is great um, down here. I mean, the uh, the COVID numbers are are less than ours in Ontario. The temperatures are more than ours in Ontario. It's a good combination. Uh, hey, let's go back to the fact that that Roddy's involved with. Uh, gaming now and joey I, I know you want to talk about phil mickelson and and uh there is there is the man who was known for his gambling until he did that stumble on the uh super golf league mm -hmm. uh, backed by the yeah. studies what, what, what's what's your take on that guys well um you know what? Uh, first of all, I think Phil's a, Phil's an idiot. I mean, he he, lo he lost his mind there, and he, I like what Roy he had a Will Smith Phil, moment. Right? Yes. <laughs> no, I was gonna say no, nobody's gonna slap me. Are they today? Anybody gonna slap me today? No, no. no. <laughs> You're on the street. I've already been slapped by the by the uh, the server here at Starbucks, but. But Rory says, here's what Rory had to say about Phillip. He was naive, selfish, ignorant, egotistical. I think that pretty much sums it up, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. You know what else? There, there is volume spoken in silence. Nobody came to Phil's defense on this thing. There were no major players no. You know, who said, yeah. yeah, this is a good idea, and, and Phil's been misunderstood <laughs> or anything along those lines, or I back anything that Phil had to say. At, at best, they were quiet. Uh, you know, some guys like John Rahm saying, you know, uh, you know, he's my friend. I don't want to say anything uh, bad about him. I don't think he lost his mind uh, suddenly. You know, the guy's the guy's been like this his entire career. Uh, there's a reason why Sports Illustrated years ago said he was the most hated man in the locker room. There's Big a reason jam. why. 
Yeah, fig jam. You know, that, that's it. Yeah. Exactly. He's got an ego, uh, you know, the size of the Arizona. Uh, and by the way, now he's talking about moving to uh, to Florida. But uh, I, I mean, he 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 has made his career with the golf club and he has fallen down every time with his mouth. Yeah. You know, you know, what's funny, guys, is that. Um... I hear that I have always heard the criticism and, and being in the booth for a long time. I, and I've had a chance to interview Phil Mickelson several times and see him in action. Uh, he is tremendous in terms of being that uh, good guy persona with the public. He always, I, I've never, I, I can tell you, I've watched him sign autographs for hours and hours and hours. Uh, do I think that some of it has been disingenuous? Uh, Yes, I do. Uh, at the same time, I think he's kind of struggled. And, and I know it's – no, and I agree with you, Ken. I don't think he lost his mind. This has been coming for a while. I, I, I do think he's gotten some terrible advice of late because whatever happened with this Saudi league, he never should have been there in the first place. It's kind of like Will Smith never should have walked up on that stage in the first place. Yeah. But he, he did. And for a guy who I think the last time we all talked about how his personality had changed and how Phil Mickelson was becoming this likable guy who was what he's doing on social media. And, and, and he's always kind of been the anti-Tiger Woods for many reasons. Yes. Who would have ever thought, guys, that Tiger, who became sort of this um, character, you know, tragic character in his life, would now be the most loved guy, you know, take on the personality of of what Phil Mickelson became and the, the legions of fans who loved him, and that Phil suddenly would go the other way. It goes to show you, in the flash, in the blink of an eye, one statement, words, whatever, they come back to haunt you. And had he not talked to Phil Mishnah and talked about that book and that had not come out, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. The fact that he has to not play in the Masters, and by the way, I think people are saying it's his decision. You know, read between the lines a little bit. Perhaps it was not. He might have been nudged not to play in the Masters. He is This guy is the Masters over the last decade of what he's been. Everybody roots for him. But suddenly, my goodness, you know, he has absolutely taken a turn. And no PR agency can help you with that right now. The only person who can help Phil Mickelson right now is Phil Mickelson. Oh, so has to He's got a lot of backpacking to do. Yeah. He, he has yeah. to remain well, quiet. And by the way, Roddy, I don't think you need to read between lines. I think it's pretty clear yeah. that the yeah. the folks uh, at Augusta National, they, they they pulled him from it. They I, I, There's no question that, that they said, Phil, let's take a pass this year, next year, let's see where we are, and we'll make a decision at that time. I, I don't think there's any question that yeah. that you know, he was disinvited. And at the same time, hey, look, Tiger's invited. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know that he's going to play. I really don't expect him to play. Yeah, I, I, think play. I think he'll play. I think he'll play. I think he'll play. I really have. do think he'll play. Well, well you know, they were talking there. He took a private jet. He went to Augusta. He was hitting 300-yard drives. I know it's a father and son thing. Yeah. You know, again. Would I bet my house on it? No, I bet my maybe my shed. But uh, I think he'll play. I think it's. I think yeah, but you're, wow. you're you're known for taking long shots. 
Uh, I don't think he's going to play. He might take part in the par three challenge, but I think that's about it. And I'll tell you what, I think it's the walk that would that would uh, do him in. And, and you know, it doesn't show up as much on television, but uh, Augusta National is a course that's got huge elevation changes. It's a very long course. And the walking is, is what he says really uh, hurts right now. I, I don't think yeah. he's up to it physically. Yeah, I, I just think even if he doesn't make the cut, which would irk him. I and, and if he got the okay from the doctor, I just think he says, why not? And 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 maybe it's it, it goes back to this new Tiger Woods we're seeing, this this softer, kindler, gentler, um, more humble Tiger Woods, uh, kind of realizes also, you know, that empire that exists behind him, the commercial side in golf and sports also exists. Can you imagine again if he decides that yes, he will play? Guess how many people are going to be watching that first round of the Masters? Oh my God! I, I mean, Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods moves needles. Like I watched. You guys watched the, the match play this weekend was great, and I was texting with a buddy of mine, and he asked me about uh, you know Tiger and what the difference in ratings would be if Tiger was in that final four. Well, oh, you yeah. know, times it by ten, add a zero, yeah. add two zeros. It's it's he, yeah, but the, but Tiger. But that's that's not Tiger I, making the decision to go. That's fans saying yeah. we'd really like him there. That's uh, CBS saying we'd really like him there. Despite yeah. all the pressure, you know how much of a competitor he is. How many guys have you interviewed over the years who were tops in their in their sport, who ever wanted to be seen at anything less than their best level? I mean, there's a reason why the top guys go out at the top. Yeah. Yeah, um, but you know what? I, 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 I do think, look, I, I honestly think it's he is getting better. I just there has been these little subtle hints. A week ago, I would have said no way he's not playing. But the more and more I'm looking at it, and plus the fact that he he has access to the greatest doctors, and that's not that that's going to heal him up any quicker. But the fact that he can swing a golf club, hey guys, remember Tiger Woods has won tournaments on one leg in the past, you know, and, and he was probably yeah. in her shape. So mm -hmm. I'm not discounting him. And I'll tell you one, if he goes in, well, I know we're going to get to our picks. If he gets in the field, to me, he's like a, an absolute long shot, but he knows that golf course and knows those greens. And it's a putting contest in Augusta. And Absolutely. he's the best putter at Augusta. So let, you know, again, I, if he gets there, it would be absolutely incredible. By the way, do you notice I'm wearing my little Masters hat there, guys? Very good. Oh, yes. very very nice. 2007, who won 2007? Four years after Mike, two years before Tiger hit a fire hydrant. <laughs> 2007, Ben Crenshaw. Uh... <laughs> who won? Did you win? Name, first name, first name, rhymes with black. Oh, Mike? Oh. First name rhymes Zach with Zach Johnson. Oh, oh, it's Zach. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, that was a one-off. Well, look at Danny Willett too. Like, look at some of the. There have been some one-offs. There never used. To, hey, Kenny, Joe. When we were growing up, one-offs did not win the Masters, and now right. we're starting to see that. You know, we're starting to see and guys who all of a sudden, bang, catch a flyer and and. and 
And to your point about uh, the Masters being a putting contest, there was Zach Johnson, who's not a long ball hitter, who was doing all the par fives uh, in in regulation getting to the green, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hey, again, so so this year, the year, 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 so year Mike won. The year Mike won, but the course yeah. was wet. What won Mike Weir? His putter and his wedge. One of the Masters. You know, wedged yeah. in so many places. Like, it, you catch if you if you catch the right week of weather and all of those other things. I mean, even look at last year at Hideki Matsuyama, uh, the way that he won. And, and uh, Matsuyama is one of the best in the world. But look at the way. Again, just grinding, 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 and then all of a sudden goes crazy. <laughs> Actually, remember the rain delay, and then came out of the rain delay after looking at his. His phone for, I don't know if he was watching TikTok or maybe some old reruns of Ken Shaw, great broadcasts. Came back and yeah, he yeah. hit it lights out. Yeah, and he's sticking so, it, right? That's what you got to do on that course. Yeah. So, so when you look at your picks for this year, you're not looking at long ball hitters per se, even though it is such a lengthy course. You're looking at the short game, right? Yeah, so, I think I so, yeah. In, in my case, it's all the short game, off the tee and, and all the rest of the stuff. Uh, so so when you guys look at your picks, what were you looking at? Were you looking at long ball hitters or were you looking at short game? I, I always go with hot golfers. And, you know, and, 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 and you know what? To me, it's a feel thing. Like, uh, uh, who do I think is due? Or, like, for example, we're going to get to the picks in a bit, but I threw Rory in there only because it's Rory. I just, I, I just have a feeling that it's he, he's kind of, he's kind of due for a, a good tournament, like a really good tournament. But you know, I, I just want to touch back on uh, Tiger for just a second. I mean, this, this would be the first time in 28 years, by the way, that Phil's not in the field. But Tiger has not pulled himself in the field, which I think is interesting. And if you watch this Hall of Fame speech, I don't uh, induction speech. I don't know if you guys are did or not, did or not. But his daughter Sam. Uh, uh, did the induction and then and then Tiger spoke and it was it was phenomenal. I I do feel like as you, you touched on that, Dennis, he's a changed man. He just seems like a different guy, and uh, uh, I really like the Tiger that we're seeing now. And and it, uh, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised at all if he's in the field. And I I, if he, I, I think it's going to come down to can he physically do it, and if he can physically do it, he's he's going to get it done. Um, if you want to talk about who's hot right now, we, we want to talk a little bit about Scotty Scheffler, which is, he, the kid is unbelievable. He's, he's just rocketed to the top of the world, you know, world ranking in no time flat. Probably as fast or almost as fast as, as Tiger did, right? Uh, sizzling hot. He's won three times in five weeks. Uh, the rookie of the year in 2020, coming off that amazing performance at the Dell Match Play Championship where he was just absolutely unflappable. You know, and then and then he won a couple of tournaments where nobody else was shooting, nobody else was playing golf, but he was right. I mean, his scores were were astronomical in really really tough conditions. It gets tough fields. Uh, you know, uh, when you hold out in the bunker on twelve against Kevin Kistner uh, in in the final in the final round, you know what he makes that mistake, clubs it into the bunker, and then he recovers by holding it from the bunker. To me, it's like. You know what to say about a guy like that? You have to be impressed by by this kid. I mean, probably the, the hottest thing we've seen since Tiger came in, right? 
Yeah, there's no down talking Scotty Scheffler. Uh, though, 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 I, I always figure with with uh, PGA level at least, all these guys are good. What tips the scales oftentimes is luck. So that so that bunker shot on twelve coming out of the bunker, they'll put it they'll put it close. Luck makes it go in or not, and and it's just like any game, just like cards. Luck plays a, a big role in it. Scotty Scheffler, by the way, your graphic still had him at number five. That's how quickly he he rose up oh, okay. the ranks, which is unusual. yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I want the world uh, golf ranking system, and, and it's often w- way out of date. But yeah, a Scotty Scheffler is never never going to be a bad pick. You you pick a guy who's ranked number one in the world. Okay, nobody's going to argue with that. Yeah, right. I, I don't know. I don't know what this number is. I think it might have only been Dustin Johnson. I well, Tiger obviously. Well, there, there you go. go. World number there one. The, yeah. the number ones. The number ones in the world who have won the Masters. <laughs> I would say is probably a short list beyond the Tiger wins. Tiger obviously number one at the time, except in 2019, clearly wasn't. I do think Masters is a core. It's you know, horses are for courses, and yes, luck plays. But I always, I'm a big believer that good swings beat good breaks. And I am, I, I also look at the, that, that Augusta and having been there and never getting a chance to play clearly because they, they don't want me to ruin the course. <laughs> but <laughs> I, um, I do know that ball striking, dry, dry, everything, you have to have the whole game. But I do think you, that you can look at Bubba Watson one. Bubba Watson was hitting it everywhere in sight. And it was a long ball hitter. It depended on the weather. And he was just gouging up wedges from very close. Um, could Bryson DeChambeau do that? Maybe. I'm looking at the forecast. I was, I wasn't, I was listening to you guys clearly. Uh, but I was looking at the forecast and I don't know. Uh, maybe we should call Dave Duvall and, and get, try to get all of the, yeah. the right now. But I am, if you look at the forecast that week, it, it, there is some rain for Thursday, Friday. Again, who knows? We're almost two weeks out, right? Um, or a week and a half. I'm looking at the temperature is like 25. It's perfect. And if it's perfect, mm-hmm. that means, you know, that greens could get baked a little bit. Fairways could get baked, could really favor long ball hitters uh, in a in a major way. Uh, but I do think the best, the guys who are in form and know that golf course win. Now, again, have there been outliers? Sure. Look at Willett. Look at. I, I would even say Matsuyama going in was was not in the best of mm-hmm. form going into that tournament. But you catch – Kenny, I know what you're saying about breaks. I think I think you catch – if you can just kind of meander, make your way into the weekend and then have a real flyer on – and I don't I don't mean a flyer out of the ref. I mean a fly – like get something going on Saturday. That's how you win this tournament. Just don't shoot your brains out, right? Do not shoot your brains out. Do not, Make the cut – Stay within four or five. Um, but it all depends on how Augusta plays. And, and hey, and you can go through all the picks that we ever had in our history of, of the Masters beyond Tiger when he was in prime. And I can tell you that very few people pick this tournament correctly because it's such a crapshoot on the weekend. And it's the best as, of the best. As I recall, one of the three of us had uh, three of his picks in the top five last year. But enough about me. Uh, let's talk about ball striking. <laughs> let's you talk did. about ball striking. Because Son of a... 
<laughs> one of the best ball strikers out there happens to be a guy who we're all hoping for, yeah. even though we, we may consider him to be a long shot. And that's Corey Connors. And and look at how well he did in the Dell match play as well. This this guy off the tee is about as dependable as you could count on. Forget about that world rank number 32. I, Rod, I think you're right. If he gets hot, no. he, he is a guy we would all love the, to see. In that he game. has the best swing on the tour next to Dustin Johnson. The best swing. There is no doubt. There's no doubt. Yeah. It's crazy. And by the way, in his honor, I am wearing a level wear uh, shirt that he has worn <laughs> on tour. He's one of the uh, sponsors. This this happens to be level wear. Yeah, I really like Corey. I mean, we've 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 all got to have him as a long shot in there. Joe, who yeah. who did you pick as your uh, as your number two and three? Well, I, I of course we have to have John Rahm in there. I mean, the world number two now because he was ranked number one. He still is the odds-on favorite at nine to one. Uh, you know, wait a second. Well, wins. there's our picks. I don't even know who's picking who here. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. let's see. Kenny. So, oh. so here's the deal. Okay. Yeah. There. So All Rod. Right. Kenny Smart, we did four. That's guys, good. I asked you guys. I asked you guys for three picks. Rod gave me four. So uh, uh, we added Scotty Scheffler to Ken's and mine. <laughs> because if Rod's going to take four, we got to have four too. But here's my. Uh, the reason why I went with Lee Westwood as my long shot is because the guy, you know, he's. He's been uh, like in the top 10 at Augusta 10 times. He's been a runner-up twice. You know, it, it might just be his time. And, uh, you know, he's done well since, uh, you know, he, his wife started chatting for him. He's doing pretty well. And, and uh, uh, I, I thought I'd throw him in there as my, my long shot. And then, my, of course, my longest shot, Mac Hughes. Why not Mac Hughes? I golfed with Mac way back when. And, uh, I love the kid and uh, just like to see him do well. So that's kind of my betting with my heart there. Explain your picks, Rod. Um, well, here's my picks. My picks are based on um, uh, broadcasts. So I think the best broadcast possible would have Scotty Scheffler and Xander Shifley in the final group. Scheffler versus Shifley. And how many times Jim Nance is going to be able to get that out? Okay. Jordan Spieth, to me, is the Cinderella story coming back because of what happened to him in the collapse. And by the way, I put him at number one in my picks because I think that Jordan Spieth can win the Masters again. And I do think that he's finally got that, 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 that this, the muscle memory, that, that, that carnage, that dead skin out of his brain from what happened at Augusta a few years ago. And he can win. And he's been there before. And, and if he gets to 12 again, I don't see him putting in the water. Corey Connors, because Canadian ratings would go through the roof and it would make me look so good if Corey Connors won. Yeah. The, only thing about Corey, the only thing about Corey is that he has that stuff still lingering in his headspace. Yes, he's won. But I do find that in final rounds, and especially, he has had a penchant to fold, to, 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 to crumble a little bit. And it's not the makes, it's the misses and make a miss. And so I, I, I think that match play helped him out a little bit with that. Um, he mm -hmm. could have beaten Kim mm -hmm. here. Yeah, I, I, and I, I, he's had some of this stuff in him. Like, it, how did Mike Weir win the Masters? Mike Weir had to, to get in all those ridiculous final rounds with Tiger Woods to learn how to win. Uh, so my long shot, how many guys have Tiger Woods as their long shot? But the long shot is if he gets in. See, that's my long shot. Right. 
And the longer oh, shot, is that the longer shot is Bryson DeChambeau, not because he's a longer shot, just because he has the longest shot off the tee. That's it. And Bryson DeChambeau could win the Masters. You know why? Go back to last year. Go back to uh, 19. And he, guys, he failed miserably at Augusta. He, but he found ways to carve it back. All of those failures, I hope he's learning something. Because, yes, Kenny, a long ball hitter can win at Augusta. Baba's shown it. You know, Tiger was a, is a long ball hitter. They can win. It depends on the weather. But DeChambeau, what's going to – if you're going to win at Augusta, you have to be able to putt, and it's still – and wedge. And those two clubs are still a little iffy for the guys. So, anyway, my pick is I think Jordan Spieth's going to win the Masters. I really do. Yeah, you Kenny? know, when you talk about uh, the long ball hitters, and uh, part of the problem is Bryson DeChambeau is not coming in with a wedge. And when you hit those greens with a with a five iron from 250 yards away, you're still not likely to stick uh, on, on a lot of those uh, par fives that he'll be able to, to do that with. If you're coming in with a uh, sand wedge, you have to watch your spin. You really got to have dead hands. And that and that comes from somebody who's who's a master with the uh, with the wedges. Ken Shaw, master Victor. With the wedges. Yeah, Victor, could you throw uh, my picks back up on the on the screen, and I'll show them why I'm going to have the uh, the winning score once again here. JT, yeah. I love Justin Thomas. I love the yeah. fact that he's got wounds on his uh, on the bag. Uh, and he's got all the experience from Phil Mickelson years. Victor Hovland, I love this kid. I love his attitude. He's got a million-dollar uh, smile for the TV cameras. And, and uh, Rod, you would appreciate his uh, home country broadcasters. Every time he does something great, these guys, these guys take a, an ambulance to the hospital. They, they get <laughs> yeah, so excited over Victor. Yeah. Patrick Cantlay, you remember at the end of last season – Cantlay, he's got ice going through the veins, and, and that's what you need as well. You, you remember one of the first times that Rory was playing at the Masters, and he fell apart. And I think he was, I think he was on the, uh, Roddy, is it the 12th hole, the, the uh, par 5? 13. around Amen Corner. 13, and he 13. went in the creek on the left, and that, and that was it for him. Uh, it yep. may be his year, but I, I didn't happen to pick him. Corey Connors, yeah, the pick from the heart, and Thomas Peters. I just, I just love this this guy. He's he's like my height, and he hits the ball a, a thousand miles. And I, he's he's a he's a very very long shot. But once again, I expect that I am going to oust you guys, and I am going to have a side bet with both of you that Tiger will not <laughs> be in the main field. All right. Okay, we'll take your car for that. You know, the, so guys, here's, well, I like your pick, Justin Thomas. We've had a lot of first-time winners of the Masters, obviously, over the last couple of years, and not a good idea as a defending champion. Do you know the last time a, de a champion defended Augusta? You said his name, Tiger. Uh, Tiger Woods. So, yeah, Matt Yama would be the first in 20 years. Yeah, yeah. and they did bring the par three – Thing back this this week or next week when they, they play at Augusta. So that will be interesting. Uh, I think they also get a full week of preparation at Augusta, which is interesting. 2019 is a bit of an outlier when Dustin Johnson won because 
Again, the weather is completely different. It's fall golf. Uh, last November. year was, I think, an outlier because of the rain delays and all of that. If it's perfect, we might see a master, when I say a master, win the Masters. Just saying. And Justin Thomas, well, in my mind, is a master. And I, I probably so, should have put Corey Connors on the board. I didn't. And because I, I just want to say, like yesterday in the semifinals. That's, that's, that's uh, why they banished uh, you to Connors, Mexico. That, that, yeah, well, that aggressive yeah. shot. You never come back to Canada. Sister. If you don't put Corey Connors' Tommy. name on, forget it. They've, hey, <laughs> we'll take your COVID test. It's coming up positive every time. You're done. You're never coming back. I got to go. Can't I got to go. I got to go. Wednesday. We'll Canadian sports show. Just saying. There you, you're done. Uh, you don't, you're not. What kind wise of words, are you? What wise words from the Uber driver? <laughs> right. And, and by the way, remember, so you're talking with two of the, two of the greatest ball strikers, Rod, Corey and DJ, all right, playing head to head. And who wins that match? Corey does. That's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Yeah, pretty that third awesome. place match. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think it's going to be. I got. I honestly, guys, it's the first ride of spring. This is the. I'm looking at snow still on the grass here. Uh, there's nothing for Canadians like the Masters. I, I think for everybody, it just it this this it, this. You don't even have to be in Augusta. You can. It's it's like smell o vision. You can smell it. You can feel it. You get the 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 cheesy piano music. You get it all, uh, and you're captivated. And the beauty is, we can watch all day long now. I love that. Remember the days where at four o'clock you, you had to wait Eastern time. Oh my gosh. And you're just kind of before the internet, you're going on the internet. Oh, here's the scores. Now you can watch all day long. There's nothing in my mind. It's the greatest sports event of the year. And it just gets us so excited for the golf season. And, and yeah, too the bad, tickling Joey, of the eyebrows and the shot coming down Magnolia Lane and Jim Nance oh. in his very calm slash whispering voice saying, Hello, yeah. friends. Welcome Hello, back. Friend. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing, nothing like it. Uh, One for the ages. Jordan right. Spieth. Before I let you go, and, uh, before I let you go, I just wanted to get your comments on that, that soccer game on the weekend in Canada qualifying for the World Cup. Where were you at? And what, what did you think of that? Well, Joe, hey, for an ex-Canadian like yourself, you must have been very proud. Yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> were you cheering for Jamaica? Hey. <laughs> anyway, I was cheering for Mexico, but they weren't playing. Honestly, I, I, so I've I, been I, in the business for a long time, and I remember back uh, in the '80s as a young broadcaster, it was such a cool thing that Canada got to its first World Cup. I don't think we scored a goal uh, during it. That won't happen this time in Qatar. It was phenomenal. A BMO Field. Wasn't it perfect? It was a perfect metaphor. Snow falling, cold, 4 nothing went over Jamaica, and all of these players and the fans. And, and Are we a soccer nation like we're a hockey nation? No. But guess what? We're getting there. And by getting to the World Cup, the, by the way, the women paved the way long ago. They showed what we oh, could yeah. do. Oh, Canada. It was honestly, it was, Kenny, you were probably in Florida. I don't know if you got a chance to watch it. But it was absolutely spectacular. One of the sports highlights. Now, hey guys, celebrate. Go to work. See you in Cutter. Yeah, I didn't get yeah, a chance to it. see the broadcast, Rod. I did read about it and I thought, huh, 
So there's snow uh, all around there. It's freezing cold temperatures. Good luck, Jamaica. That, I, I remember uh, thinking that to myself as I was looking at the setup of it. But And, and you know what? I, I know diddly squat about uh, soccer, except for the fact that John Herdman, who is, who is uh, the coach, uh, has, yeah. has assembled a great team of Canadians there. And, and uh, I'm just going to sit back and listen to your comments, but I, what occurs to me is that maybe we're not the soccer nation yet, Rod, but we are starting to build things at the grassroots, or, or, or let me put it another way. Those seeds were sown some time ago at the grassroots, and now they're starting to come to fruition, right? There's, yeah. there's the base that is developing across the country, and now we're seeing that pay off. Yeah, and totally agree. And to have our best player not playing, think about that, watching. Alfonso, uh, and one yeah. of the best players right. in the world uh, who is – how did he get inspired when we haven't had a Canadian men's team qualify for a World Cup? But he's phenomenal. And you think about all of these. I thought about Dwayne De Rosario, uh, who, you know, is now a big fan who was a great legendary soccer star. John Herdman, by the way, you're absolutely correct. Uh, think about where he was before. He helped lead the Canadian women's team that eventually – got to an, you know, an Olympic mm -hmm. level where they actually won a gold medal, which is crazy to think that would have ever happened a few years ago. But guys, and again, this is nothing against any other sport. No sport is played more in Canada or around the world, full stop, right. than soccer. No sport is played yeah. more than soccer. Everybody has played, boys and girls. And you're right, Ken, the base suddenly gets inspired. And there, I cannot think about a young kid who watched that the other day or will watch the World Cup and someday, eight to ten years from now, could be on a national team or playing professional soccer. By the way, having TFC and, and Vancouver Whitecaps and Montreal and all of these professional leagues, that also helps. Still not hockey in our hearts or our minds because it's not on the air all the time. But I'll tell you what, it's creeping up. It's like what basketball has done. You know, all of those great young players that were now in the NBA, they had to be inspired. Where'd they get the inspiration? Raptors, television, Vince Carter, Steve Nash. Same thing for soccer players. Young boys, young girls who get a chance now. To me, it's absolutely inspiring. It's how sports, how our sports culture develops and grows. And man, it feels good. And when it happens like that, to be a Canadian and to see that great summit that they reach, and there's more to come. Who's the Christine Sinclair of this team? Well, Alfonso Davies, for sure. Well, he's not playing. Alfonso Davies would be, but he, he's injured. Yeah. Hopefully, he's back by the time they go to the World Ken, Cup. Kenny, he, is, number, but he is he is the Connor McDavid, Sid, uh, uh, Sidney Crosby, Wayne Gretzky of Canadian soccer. That's who he is. He is he's a top three player in the world. He's top three player in the world. Period. He, he, he's that is good. He? And you know, Canada is, is becoming he, a star. Whether we like that or not. Does he, does he does he play for France now? Who, who's no, he he's for? in. Um, I believe he's in Germany, but yeah, but he's injured because he had the, he had COVID. He had he uh, had a heart condition as a result of COVID. So he's. Uh, we're we're hoping that he can get back on the pitch for uh, for Qatar, but Potter, Potter. Yeah, he plays uh, for Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich. 
Bayern yeah. Munich, yeah. yeah. But oh, he's okay. incredible. Well, again, we, we, I, we've been watching him since he's been a baby develop into this player, and he's a – like, we have had great Canadian players, but honestly – Years past had been born elsewhere, granted Canadian citizenship, yada, yada, yada. We've had that stuff. Full-blown Canadian kid grows up and becomes a superstar. Absolute superstar. Um, and, you know, when you think about it, probably, well, it was Canada's Athlete of the Year last year um, with Laurent Duvernay-Tardif. Should probably be Canada's yeah. Male Athlete of the Year every year because he's that good. He's that good. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I know. Born and raised in Edmonton. I know diddly squat, I, I know diddly squat about uh, soccer, but I know that I will get on that bandwagon. Um, and you guys know, in particular in Toronto, Danforth Avenue, uh, during uh, World Cup times, it's going to be great this year to have a Canadian entry in there and see all the cars running around town with the Canadian flags. And we know that it's related this time not to a Freedom Convoy, but to the uh, World yes. Cup action. <laughs> Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Jonathan David's a good one, too. Like, Jonathan David's only 22. He plays overseas as well. There's so many good young players, and they are um, – They, uh, Kenny, you're right. It would be nice to see that. And, and, and the flags flying at World Cup. Like, every time the World Cup is on, how many times you drive down the 401 or the 404 and you see that, you know, Greece flag – you see, you know, Ukraine was in it a few years ago. You can see the Ukrainian flag. You, you obviously see Ireland and Britain and, and Italy, obviously, and Brazil. Whenever they get, how cool is it? They're going to be actually waving the Maple Leaf at the World Cup. It's been a long yeah, time coming. Canada's in. Canada's in, and I believe Italy's not in. How did that? How did that Which is absolutely unbelievable when you think about it. Times are changing. Oh, by the way, we're going to have uh, uh, just a moment. I'm going to be interviewing Jim Lawson from Woodbine Entertainment Group about the potential Canadian stalker training center that they're proposing up around uh, Woodbine if, if the politicians can get on board, which would be fantastic. Uh, guys, I want to thank you for being on the program. Very insightful, very fun as always. And uh, as guests on Joe Tilly's Great Canadian Sports Show, we got some Fine Italian clothing for you from Classic yeah, Empire. When's that coming, Jeff by the way? Gonna hook you up. Oh, yeah. I'm good. Hey, buddy, I'm going to send, you, I'm gonna send hey, you an email. Hey, You're going to give Jeff a call. And he's gonna yeah, yeah, yeah right. Up. Look at, like, how's your new life going to be in down in Mexico there when you can never come back to Canada because you didn't vote for Corey Connors? <laughs> good luck on that one, Joe. Next show, you'll be giving away Mexican clothing. Just saying. <laughs> Here we go, because MKS Beach and Activewear right here in uh, Nuevo Vallarta, Mexico. Let's golf soon, boys. Listen, thanks, guys. All right, and uh, by the way, winner, winner of the pool, whoever gets the picks closer to correct, will uh, buy lunch and, and take his golfing, okay? All right. Second. All thanks, right. guys. Okay, nice <laughs> see you both. Oh, okay, Cheers. more sports after this. Thanks, guys. Take care. More Joe Tilly's Great Canadian Sports Show coming up after the break. Guests on Joe Tilly Sports receive a gift certificate from Classica Imports. Top of the line, imported men's clothing. Check out the Classica Essential Collection now. Go to shopclassica.com. 
Hey, this is Tommy Grazley, a.k.a. Tommy Gunn. I love two things, music and sports. And when I want sports, I go to the Joe Tilly Show. He gives me everything I want. It's a great show. Check it out for yourself. Joe Tilly Sports, coming up. Good night. When I'm working out, I like to wear my Joe Tilly's Great Canadian Sports Show t-shirt. It makes me feel handsome and strong. If you want a t-shirt, support the show, click on the link below. Now, back to my workout. 1,761, 1,762, 1,763, 1,764. Addiction Rehab Toronto, Toronto's number one alcohol and drug treatment center. Saving lives, reuniting families. The only treatment center in the province to offer medical detox, treatment, sober living, and lifetime aftercare all in one place. Our unique and specialized programs are designed to equip our clients with the tools to successfully lead a life of dignity, respect, and purpose. Let us help save your life or your loved one's life. Call today for more information or to facilitate an intervention. 1-855-787-2424 or visit addictionrehabtoronto.ca. Joe Tilly Sports is brought to you by COSA. Central Ontario Standard Bread Association, providing a united voice for harness horse people racing at Ontario tracks. Check out your benefits today at COSAonline.com and check out COSA TV on Facebook and YouTube for all the latest harness news and live action updates. Live racing year-round. Go to HPIBet.com for all your wagering options. Become a member today and your first bet is free. That's HPIBet.com. Slow play. It's a slippery slope. First you go looking for that lost ball, and then everything goes sideways. There are a lot of golfers on the course. Make certain of your point of entry, look quickly, and move on. Remember, we're here for a good time, not a long time. Find anything, Bob? Not yet. Visit moregolf.ca. You'll find everything a golfer could need, from balls, gloves, and clubs, to custom fitting opportunities, training gear, and more. When you go to moregolf.ca to log in and make your final purchase, don't forget to enter promo code JTSports to get $20 off. Go to moregolf.ca today. And now we welcome to the program Jim Lawson, the CEO of Woodbine Entertainment Group. Uh, Jim, it's good to have you on the show again. It's always good to have you here. Uh, we're going to talk some soccer first off the bat, uh, out, out of the gate. Uh, first of all, I just want to talk about your thoughts on, on uh, the great job by the Canadian men's team. We're going to the uh, World Cup for the first time since 1986. I mean, it's wonderful. It, it's it's just been a, a the momentum around soccer in this country, first of all, with what the women's team did in the Olympics and now with yeah. the men qualifying for the first World Cup and uh, since 1986 in Mexico. And uh, I think 1986 was the only time they qualified. But what's really interesting about it for me, Joe, is just 
the amount of interest in this men's team across the country. Uh, it, it, it has really generated some excitement and it's great to see, but uh, boy, oh boy, you hear about all the people involved in soccer in this country, but when you see an event like this and, uh, and the attention that it's attracted, you know it's for real. It's, it's, uh, it's a big thing in this country and, uh, it's going, and it's going to get bigger. No question. It's like a Stanley Cup playoff game. Uh, th those are the kind of numbers they're putting up for, for Canada right now, which is, which is phenomenal. You know, and uh, now this is definitely relevant for you, Jim, because Woodbine is proposing uh, potential construction of a 38,000-seat uh, square foot soccer training facility and an 8,000-seat soccer-specific stadium at the track. Now, tell us about this uh, project. Is it a go, and what kind of hurdles do we need to clear here? Yeah, good question. I mean, we, we've been talking to uh, the Canadian Premier League. We've been talking to various soccer interests, uh, community interests, Humber College. Uh, we've had this concept on the table for quite some time. And, and uh, the reason, quite frankly, Joe, is exactly what I just said, that uh, Canada, uh, the, the fastest growing sport in, in Canada is, is soccer. Uh, this year, we there has been so much uh, excitement generated because of the accomplishment of the women's team at the Olympic and now the men's team qualifying for Qatar. I mean, it, it's just off the charts, as is the involvement of the grassroots level. For this to continue, and we can say this about so many sports, that Canada has not really dug in, in, in my view, and put the infrastructure and facilities place. I think it's fair to say that, even though we have a great, uh, swimming program, and, and we've done well in the Olympics. We don't have the infrastructure in swimming in Canada. We probably don't have the infrastructure in basketball in Canada that we've done. And soccer is another example. There's not a national center of excellence, a national training center. We've got to correct this. We as a country, we love our sports and we love our soccer. We love our swimming. We love our Olympics. You know what it's like uh, mm -hmm. when it comes to the Olympics in this country. But one thing we don't do is we don't build the infrastructure. So this is an opportunity. Woodbine's sitting on 700 acres. We're a community-minded company. This is an opportunity to build the infrastructure and make sure that the success we're seeing and experiencing today at the elite level, the way to build that for the future is to build the infrastructure. So we've been working with soccer interests. We, we believe we have the backing. Uh, it, it's going to take some time to pull together. We, we need to finish the infrastructure, which is you've been at Woodbine, there's a lot going on with the casino and the hotel in the entertainment center. This is part of the same block. So the plan of subdivision approvals are in place. The biggest um, hurdle we have, quite frankly, is that in order to build a stadium, you need mass transit. And uh, we've been very clear with the city of Toronto and the province that in order for us to, to go ahead with this development and now to go ahead with this soccer complex, which will bring national attention, international attention to Toronto and will be a legacy potentially from the world from the World Cup in 2026 and an important part of the World Cup for practice facilities and training that uh, we, we need to we need to build the train station and we need zoning around the train station for the investment by Woodbine, which is north of 140 million dollars unprecedented for a private company to uh, to invest 140 million dollars in public transit but we're prepared to do so we're sitting on 700 acres 
We know it's important for the future of horse racing, but it's important for the future of the property. And, and what would go hand in hand with that is if we can get mass transit, we're going to have a soccer stadium there and likely a national training center. And that would be the greatest legacy uh, for the city of Toronto hosting the World Cup to have a national training center and, and FIFA style practice fields to accommodate the World Cup. So that's what this is all about, Joe. All right, Mayor Tory, are you listening? All right, councillors, are you listening? This thing has to be done, all right? So um, you know, this is what Canada's been able to accomplish with what we've got. Just imagining, just imagine where we could be, you know, at Super Soccer at all levels, if we could have a, a national training centre like this, a nice centralised one in, in Toronto. Uh, to me, the, it, 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 you know, the sky's the limit here. Absolutely. So... The other thing I wanted to bring up is uh, single game sports betting. Uh, it starts in Ontario. Uh, it starts in Canada next week. Uh, there's going to be some uh, coordination. There was supposed to be some coordination with the racing industry, but apparently that's not happening. So update us on, on, on where we're at the, with the single game sports betting and how it's going to affect horse racing. Yeah, well, our first say that that uh, coordination and integration is not happening yet. We're still working on it, and we're still uh, extremely optimistic and hopeful. Uh, just to to step back, uh, what happened over the course of of, of last year was that with a, a lot of work and and largely by Woodbine, uh, horse racing and par mutual wagering was pulled out of the sports betting legislation. We were successful in arguing with the the federal government are arguing or discussing with them that uh, you can't let these major sports betting operators around the world come in and offer fixed odds wagering on horse racing or it will put this industry, which is a very large industry, 25,000 people employed in Ontario alone, out of business. And to their credit, the federal government listened uh, when they passed the, the uh, sports betting legislation, they held back horse racing. Uh, our hope and intention was that when they did that, that we would immediately uh, be having partnership discussions with these large sports betting operators so we could put our par mutual product on our toad system on their platforms. And uh, we have had many, many discussions uh, and, and partnership uh, discussions with these people and negotiated partnership discussions with, with a major player and uh, we thought we were proceeding fine. The management and control of this has been passed down to the province. And now we have to convince the province that we can integrate our product onto their platform, the sports betting platforms, which in, in my view, Joe, uh, having been there and sat with the Justice Committee, was always the intention that if these sports betting operators were going to come into Canada, many whom you'll appreciate, Bet365, uh, FanDuel, Points bet, MGM. Tabcorp, William Hill, they all have sports betting backgrounds, horse racing backgrounds. Oh, I see. Right. Of course. Yes. Uh, no, I threw an MGM there because I mean, only because I, I, I bet on horse racing at the sports book there. That's a little different. Uh, yeah. Well, so my, my point yeah. really, Joe, was going to be we, we knew that they all wanted to offer horse racing as part of their product because most of those companies I just named their background was in horse racing. Right, so now, uh, so it's potentially, if, if what, what we're seeing happening happens and, and there's no negotiation between you and these companies, so 
all these American, you know, uh, UK companies can come in here and open up this single game sports betting operation and and uh, exclude horse racing and really cause, you know, to the detriment of horse racing. And uh, yeah. why would we allow that to happen? And why isn't the, uh, the Ontario government moving in to stop it? Well, I, I'm certainly hoping uh, we're having positive discussions with them. They haven't made, raised any major red flags. But I can tell you, if, if these companies and they're spending, I'll say on average, the major ones, and I'll say the major ones, number six or eight of them are spending $75 million to $100 million marketing. We've got to find a way to get our product onto their platform um, because it's going to, them coming into the market in such a big way is going to cannibalize our product. The, the sports wagering customers are a very similar demographic to the uh, horse racing customers. And so if we don't have that access, uh, we're really going to be hurt by this. And that was not the intention when the federal government passed this legislation, but I want to be optimistic. We're having good discussions uh, the AGCO has been very helpful, and, and we think we'll get there. I'm just disappointed that it isn't happening as of April 4th, but I'm hoping over April, May, and June, you'll be able to go onto the platforms of those major sports betting companies and bet the Woodbine product. And if the betting the Woodbine product, is, is that an easy thing for you guys to, to put together? Is that a, a program that's really doable and quite easy to, ha to make happen? Easily to integrate, it's done all over the world. Uh, we're working with one partner on the technology right now. It's, it's uh, it, uh, the, the, one of the issues, of course, is the seamless wallet. So what the government wants from a regulatory standpoint is to know that it's on a tote system and to know that it's separate and traceable. And, and we can accomplish that. Uh, that's what goes on elsewhere in the world. So we're very comfortable. Uh, we have the technology working with our potential partners that this can be done, and, and we're we're walking the government through that right now. Well, I can see Jim is uh, good luck, and and I, let, let's hope that sanity prevails because we got an opportunity for you know the government to step up here, local government for you know the the uh, the, uh, the transit situation for you know the soccer soccer facility, and of course the provincial government needs to step up here and make sure that some mega corporation from outside the country is going to come in here and basically, you know, uh, ring the death knell for horse racing because we don't want to see that happening. And, uh, you know, we have a long, rich tradition of horse racing. You guys have done a fantastic job. Uh, best of luck as, as this all unfolds. And uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed that uh, sanity prevails. Thank you, Jim. Great. Thanks for having me on again, Joe, and giving me the opportunity. And we'll, we'll talk again. All right. Thanks, man. More sports after Thank this. You. Well, this is the ultimate ball barbershop here tonight. i Bob Getters isn't over there giving the haircut. Former Timberwolves director of security. He, he's, he's got his barbershop skills as well. Like all the all the way, just different mode now and thunder. Oh, I love that player of the week.
Okay, my Costa Swiss pick of the week. Last week, I went to Mohawk for Thursday night's 10th, the $25,000 final of the pop-up series. I picked just marvelous with James McDonald driving, looking marvelous heading into the stretch, but couldn't find room. The best horse proved to be thundering Jim with Doug McNair in the buggy. 880 to win the 7-1 exacta returns $35.10 this week. I'm going to go to Western Fair Raceway for Tuesday night's second race. How can I not go with the one horse, Obi Joe, 8-1 to one in the program, Tyler Borth in the buggy, and I'm going to take the one four five exacta box. I also like, just marvelous, the uh, four horse in the eighth who's coming back to race at Western Fair. For all the racing updates, visit COSA TV on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Go to HPIBet.com. Dot com for your wagering options. Yeah, Time now for the Rycom Wrap. Sports news that's close to home. And yes, of course, they'd like to beat the Habs every time out. Who wouldn't? Every single time. This is a long-time rival, a team that knocked them out of the playoffs last spring, so the two, well, they went at it. At least pepper Jake Allen with 51 shots, but the Habs escaped with a 4-2 win. Here's good news, maybe. Perhaps it would be better for the Buds if they slip into a wild-card spot. That way they would face Carolina or Florida in the first round instead of Tampa or Boston. Just a thought. Now, the Buds buried those same Panthers the very next night, and they clipped the Kings last week, so maybe fourth might be their best bet. It's beginning to look like the Raptors won't have to worry about a play-in game. Okay, a couple of big wins this week vaulted the Dinos into sixth spot in the East. They're only four games out of third. Uh, weird night at Scotiabank Arena as the speaker caught fire and the crowd had to leave. The Raps would complete a 40-point win over the Pacers. Fred Van Vliet is going to get some load management opportunities here. Hope that right knee is good come playoff time. Lots of balance on this team. Could be very scary when it matters. That overtime win over the Celtics, by the way, that was huge. Put the Raps in a tie for fifth, just three and a half games out of second. Spicy P with 40 points. The guy's getting hotter as the postseason approaches. This was pretty cool. During the game, the Raps honored the Canadian men's soccer team who are still celebrating that World Cup clinching victory. Oh, it's great to see the boys, 24 of them out on center court, being honored by the Rap Pack for that victory. Well, the Jays were all packed up tight with right-handed hitting outfielders, so they decided to make him move, sending Randall Gritchick to the Rockies for outfielder Rymo Tapia and infield prospect Adriano Pinto. Now, Tapia is the main piece here. He hits left with a 282 average over the past two seasons. He's been known to sparkle in the outfield, makes only $3.95 million, is arbitration eligible and controlled through the 2023 season. Love his defense. You know, I've been here my whole career. Um, get to know my teammates. I appreciate you know the teammates here that I've you know, got to know over the years. Um, I, I like to thank you know Colorado for giving me the opportunity to, to start my career here, and uh, now it's just time to you know move on and hopefully you know go out there and uh, be a Blue Jay and do my best. Be the same guy. You know, move, you know, steal bases, uh, go out there and contribute the way I contribute here. Uh, nothing changes for me. Try to compete and provide a lot of energy and continue to do the same things. I feel great. You know, going to a, you know a team like that, they're they're really good. Um, I, I feel like I can go out there and help them win. Hopefully, make the playoffs and, and you know, win the championship. That's that's what ultimately my goal is. First of all, 
Jay's pitching coach, uh, Pete Walker, was arrested and charged with the DUI. He, ha- he, will, uh, he will plead not guilty. An historic night for the Toronto Rock at First Ontario Centre. Dan Dawson was honoured for setting a new NLL record for playing in his 307th NLL game. Uh, Dawson also had an assist to tie the league record. He tied the great John Tavares, the other John Tavares, from the All-Star mark with 938. Unfortunately, the Georgia Swarm pooped the party. Brendan Bombory scored three times in the first half. The Swarm went at 10-6. The Rock are now 8-5. The two clubs meet in the return match Friday night in Georgia. The Rock are home to San Diego the following night, Saturday night. Congratulations to some local, talented young fighters. Beware the Chechen Wolf. Toronto's Barter Beerslanov improved to 10-0 as a pro with his eighth knockout stopping Roberto Vertugo of Mexico in the fourth round of a pro fight card in Trois Rivières. We thank Wave Productions for the video. On the same card, four-time national champ Spencer Wilcox of Hamilton stopped Armando Osuna of Mexico in Wilcox's pro debut. The Canadian rocked his opponent on a number of occasions, dropped him with the left, stopped him with a body shot. This was a nice way to start your pro career, Spence. Going into the fight, we knew he was a dangerous fighter. We knew he was patient, and we wanted to see what he had. And then once I figured out what uh, what he brought to the table, with all due respect, I personally viewed that I was a little bit more advanced in the ring than he was, with all due respect. And uh, we thought, you know what, it's time to push the pace. We liked the way he reacted to the body shots, and we started setting up the body shots, and that's what won us the fight. All right, one night later, Joshua Hellraiser Fraser improved to 2-0 with the first-round knockout over Luis Granados Gonzalez at a car at Casino Montreal. Fraser used his reach advantage to set up the big one, there is pop to make sure that this fight would end early in the first round. All right, let's hear once again for Corey Connors, a pride of Listowel, Ontario, bouncing Dustin Johnson, grabbed third place at the Dell Match Play Championship, looking good, heading to Augusta. So here's our shot of the week, Chase for number six at El Tigre. God damn it. Four! Chase Anderson on the tee, that's a good looking ball. High ball flight. He stuck it tight. He stuck it tight. Today's environmental tip, keep your drinks in reusable containers. Instead of buying individually packaged drinks, consider buying a bulk container for your favorite beverage. And buy a reusable bottle. Not only will this help the environment, but it will also help you save money. RICOM, passionate people who turn complicated business problems into simplified technology solutions. For public and private sector real estate, properties, portfolios, and enterprise customers. Optimize and future-proof smart buildings from the ground up. Smart Tech Solutions, the latest in fault locating, base building network design, managed services, cybersecurity, Data analytics. Our fault detection will support all smart strategies, define projected outcomes for capital planning, and reduce environmental impact. RICOM. Smart protection solutions. At RICOM, we're building a path to a smart and environmentally friendly future and a carbon-free economy.
And we want to thank all the folks who make this show possible. These are friends, trusted business associates, and all-around great folks. Uh, we highly recommend them all. A reminder, the show is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Breaker, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, and Pocket Cast, as well as the Spanglish Network and Zingo TV. Also, please like and subscribe to the show on YouTube. It's free. All of our past great shows and clips are on there, so check that out on YouTube. Thanks once again to Rod Black and Ken Shaw for joining us on the show, as well as Jim Lawson. Thank you for watching us. Join us next week when Joe Siddle drops by for some Jay's Talk. We'll see you then. Joe Tilly's Great Canadian Sports Show is brought to you by Brian Gribben Insurance Planning, helping you solidify your financial future. At BGIP, what we do that's unique in the marketplace is we show people how to spend and enjoy their money in their early years of retirement without the fear of running out. Also, we're able to do this without you having to change financial advisors. Please look us up at bgip.ca today. And let's book a 30-minute phone call to see how we can bring value to you and your family and your planning. Call Brian today for all your retirement needs. We did. 905-686-5678. Do you want to buy or sell a home? Could 31 years of real estate experience help you? Why not speak to an amazing team that loves to overpromise and overdeliver? Aldo has a tremendous team of experts on staff. They are committed to making your next real estate transaction smooth and comfortable. Call 416-GET-ALDO or visit getaldo.com. Brought to you by MNP, a leading Canadian national accounting, tax, and business consulting firm. MNP proudly serves and responds to the needs of our clients in the private, public, and non-for-profit sectors. Through partner-led engagements, MNP provides a collaborative, cost-effective approach to doing business and personalized strategies to help people and organizations succeed across the country and around the world. With local offices in Oshawa, Toronto, Mississauga, Burlington, and more, our team is here to support you. Visit mnp.ca to learn more.